Hey everyone, welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We are about to have some fun. I hope you're ready. Thank you for being here, and enjoy. Episode where we are always seeking to lead with humility, openness, and transparency. As you can see today, I am solo dolo uh, for a very specific reason. So y'all, we're in the second week of January, and we're going to be talking about determining your strengths and examining our opportunities. Why this topic? Why am I talking about it personally? Because here's the deal. Some of you may already be beating yourselves up. Y'all, it's only week two. So give yourself some grace. Give yourself some mercy because there may be a reason why you're already beating yourself up because you may have said, I put these goals out there, but I didn't actually allocate the right resources, whether personally or the people around you so that you can achieve in meaningful ways so that you're, again, not trying to repeat things from the past where you try to do everything yourself. And so for us, just really locking in, grounding ourselves to say, okay, what will it look like to move forward from today? I say again, move forward from today. Last two weeks have been the last two weeks. Hopefully you have been locking in on some things, but guess what? It's about progress, not perfection. And so this topic, we're going to run through a couple of things today. Really going to talk about understanding our strengths. What the heck is a strength? Um, capturing what your strength, your current strengths are. And then really taking a self-assessment on, okay, in this season, what is required of me? What effort? What strength? What things do I need to develop? What training do I need so that I can be what I need this season of life to be? All right. And then here's the deal. Reframing, beating up yourself. Right. What's the point? Get off of yourself, because what ends up happening is you ruminate on the things you haven't done and you don't make yourself available for what needs to get done. So we need to pause all of that beating up our, of ourselves so that we could be prepared and we could be present for what needs to be done. So I'm reminded as I think about strengths. Right. It's the the rabbit story, right? And uh, Paul Paul Allen, um, he has this video out there and it talks about, and again, if you probably think about this in school where it's like, oh, well, you don't need to work on those things. You're already good at those things. And so let's work on these other things that actually don't motivate you. They don't drive you. They don't fill you up doing those other things. So what ends up happening is they drain you. And so when it's actually time to go do things that actually fill you up, that you love to do, you have no energy left to work on those things. Imagine that. So the stuff that you're actually good at, you don't have time for, or you don't want to do because you've been spending so much time doing a bunch of things, trying to upskill, if you will, on things that actually don't fill you up, that don't motivate you. Because here's the deal. Motivation comes from the inside out. No one can motivate you to do something that you already don't desire to do. Now, here's the kicker, y'all. Do you understand what this season of life actually needs from you? That upskill may actually be associated with your job. That upskill may be associated with you being a better team member. And so for us, it's always constantly taking this evaluation of what strengths do I currently operate in? And then what are my opportunities? And for us, one of the biggest things that I found really, really hard after transitioning out the army. Y'all, it'll be eight years since I transitioned out. I can't believe it's been eight years. Um, January 2015. And so 
one of the biggest things that I used to pat myself on the back for was, you know, being able to be multiple things in multiple seasons of life, right? So if you imagine this transition in 12 and a half years of active duty, I was in five, six different positions. I switched jobs like every couple years. And for me, that was exciting, right? I'm a person that I get bored easy. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but I get bored easy. And so I really, really, really felt good about just learning new stuff. It always excited me. But when I transitioned out and I started running into and originally going into the field of HR, and I saw all these specialists, all these people who were practitioners in these verticals, and that really just didn't align with who I thought I was. And then this quote started being thrown around. I don't know if y'all heard it. Jack of all trades is a master of none, right? And it was this derogatory type of tone when people used to say it. But how many people know there's a comma? This is actually a quote, is a comma, not a period. A jack of all trades is a master of none, comma, but oftentimes better than an, a master of one. Ooh, yeah. For the people in the back, I'm going to read it again. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. All of the stuff out there on social media is like, you need to be perfect where you are. You need to get good where you are before trying to move on and all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, that's for you. That's for some people. Because guess what? It takes a team. It takes a village of people to succeed in the life game, right? That All right, so here's the deal. The proverb, it, take, it takes a village. That wasn't just for children. That was for us as adults too. But here's the deal. If we don't actually understand what our strengths are and how we should be showing up for the villages that we're in, we may miss those opportunities if we allow people to place their way of being on us. So if you got people who are masters of one, kudos to you. But guess what, masters of one? Get up off the people who are actually good and have strengths that they have buckets of success in and actually pat them on the back, encourage them to continue adding those things to the room. But here's the deal. What are our strengths? A strength is the ability to provide consistent performance in a given activity. All right, newsflash, y'all. Everything's not a strength. You just may be good at it, but everything's not a strength. Here's the deal, y'all. I can post on social media. I did for quite some time. Was I good at it? Eh, I was decent. Did I like it? Not in the slightest. I can't stand copy. I can't stand any of the rest of that stuff. So I wouldn't put that in a strength bucket for me. But guess who it's a strength for? My marketing strategist who can do the stuff in her sleep. Back end operations, project management stuff, all the rest of it. Can I do it? Yes. Did I do it in the military as a contracting officer, go through project management training? Heck yeah, I did. But did I like project management? Not so much. Now, as a business owner, could I do my own admin, back end, project support, and all the rest of that stuff? Am I involved? Yes. Do I like it? No. Is it a strength? No. Guess who's a strength for? My executive assistant and operations manager. Her strength, not mine. The concept of strengths begins with talent. Are we talented in these areas? Yes. But 
the strength comes from it actually being something we develop in, we grow in, and that we refine our skills in. And so if something is you're being made to turn into something, you gotta ask yourself, why? Is it an actual performance measure? Now, if it's a performance measure and it's tied to your job and it's an expectation that you develop and get good in that area, then figure out what those measures are. But talking about strengths, these are the things that actually set you apart from anybody else. And applying even further development in your strengths moves the entire team forward. And so getting education, getting though, it's not a bad thing to get certifications. Now, if you're a serial certification <laughs> grabber, um, like no, no shade on anybody else who would like to collect, collect things. But my thing is, are you collecting these things for a purpose? And are they in support of your overall development of your strengths? Because again, at the end of the day, your strengths should provide a consistent, near perfect performance in any given activity. And I said near perfect. We're always got space to learn and grow. Right now, for you, if you could think about it, I know some of you um, have taken Clifton Strength Finders. Um, so, really, what is your top five? What's in your top five? Right, if you could pull, all right, dust them off if you haven't looked at them in a while, or just thinking about the things that you really are really, really good at. Right, you think you could say off the top of your head, these are the things that I do well. And so, some of my top five, uh, and again, they shifted over the years and they shifted because of my role in the season that I found myself in, and they began to refine themselves. And so one for me, top of the list um, is maximizing. Okay, what does maximizing mean? So one of the things that really, really fills me up is being in spaces where I can coach, teach, and train others, leaders, individual contributors, the whole nine yards. I love the whole gamut of people development. So for me, that maximizer is really me putting myself in position to be in support of others' development to be better, not only for themselves, but for the communities they desire to find themselves in. And so my maximizer is like, I just wake up out my sleep and do this, right? Me talking on a podcast by myself is me being that maximizer, trying to connect you to these strengths. And then one of my other ones that's been a mainstay, it's always been in my top five since I've been doing strength assessments and I've taken strengths maybe three different times, responsibility. So responsibility for me means if I'm going to say I'm going to do it, I'm going to be responsible to complete it. Now, here's the things with strengths that you must understand. Strengths are opportunities for us to show up well, but they can also be cages and hindrances that actually prevent us from showing up well. What does that look like? So my responsibility strength, because it's, again, my top five, I use it and have used it sometimes in a negative way, almost as a preference and a bias if people don't do it in a way that I would do it, meaning engaging from where I am in my responsibility strength and not engaging people from where they are. Platinum rule versus golden rule. Some of you are like, what's platinum rule, golden rule? Well, golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. Platinum rule, treat others how they want to be treated. Oftentimes in the world that I came from, because responsibility was always present for me, I engaged in a very aggressive way and 
I was actually filtering people's actions and their engagement through my responsibility filter instead of finding out how responsibility landed for them or even their definition. And so for us, capturing your list of strengths, you also need to have some consciousness and be aware if the way that you're engaging the strength is supporting the environment or it's being a hindrance to the environment. And so key to understand what your strengths are. And then here's the other part around prove it. Now, I want you to actually reach out to someone. I did this at a conference um, back in uh, Nashville, back in the summer and shout out to IAAP. Um, it is the International Association of Admin Professionals and live y'all, we were in a session and live, we had them phone a friend to ask about, hey, what am I good at? Because here's the deal, you could write your list down when you're sitting in a room all by yourself and it's really, really cute and you got your list, but guess what, qualify it, qualify it. Call the closest people to you, whether at work or at home in the house. Some people call their spouses. Some people call their bosses um, who were in the room or in another room in this uh, convention center. And some people got similar strengths, but then you had some who got different strengths. Here's the deal. The words you get from people are how they experience you. I'll say that again. The words and descriptors that people give you or how they experience you, right? So for you, you may think you have a strength of responsibility, but somebody else, again, may be a synonym of you get things done or you're organized or something like that. And you're like, man, I am not organized. Well, how they experience you and their definition of organization, that's how they experience you. And so for you, it's really finding out how do other people experience me? This is the big, like, Going to get this data is some of the best personal awareness training you could do for yourself. So gift yourself this opportunity of writing down your strengths, then phone a friend, call somebody and actually figure out what those strengths are, what they look like to others. And then here's here's the kicker. Be curious, not confrontational in these conversations. Don't be dismissive. Don't deny. Don't defend somebody else's words for you because again they're telling you how they experience you it's not for you to try to talk them out of what they believe about you right it's their beliefs you're not responsible for that you just need to understand the examples and where those words are coming from and again see it as data not as anything that's bad right because again at the end of the day feedback it's all about collecting data so that you can use it to actually be better in every single space you find yourself in, all right? So one of the other areas is really you understanding the words in which you engage life, right? So personal assessment, I'm huge on personal assessment tools. So I mentioned Cliff, Clifton Strength Finders as an assessment. Other ones out there, you got the disc that's out there. You got Myers-Briggs, you got the Berkman. Um, me from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, um, IPEC, we use an energy leadership index assessment. Um, and so all of these things should give you a window into your current state. Now, here's the kicker. Some people 
um, not gonna say all people, and I, I would even put myself on this some um, early on when I first started taking personality assessments, I used to project instead of answering the questions from where I was at the time I was taking the assessment. What when you do that, when you project how you desire to be, you skew the data points. And so what ends up happening when you get a debrief or anything else like that, it won't sound true to you because it's not an actual clear, actual clear depiction of where you currently are. And so I would say any assessments that you take personally, take them from where you are so that you could actually get data of how you're currently showing up or how you currently see yourself versus projecting from where you want to be. And so one in particular disc. Uh, so, of course, D early on in my career used to be dominant, the dominant. But now the influence was the biggest one, right, which connects to the maximizer um, and some of the things that are emotional in my life and the way that I like to show up uh, for others is in that kind of influence uh, space. And so for you, understanding how you personally show up, but then getting curious around everybody around you, because that actually may give you some context clues on why certain people show up the ways that they do and give you some clues on how people like to be engaged based on their personal preferences through the assessment. So I would say take some time, get a personal assessment, and you can actually engage from there. Now, here's the deal. All of this is an opportunity to help you reframe. I'll say again, all of this is an opportunity to help you reframe. All of these things should be self-awareness tools so that you can build some confidence as you navigate this your path of life. Right. So the deal is, am I keeping my eyes and ears open to opportunities and then assessing and adding the proper learning so that I can grow in multiple areas? So for you, again, this connects to building up that self-awareness and that confidence so that you actually give yourself the ability to reframe when you're triggered or when somebody says, you know what, I really want you Lawrence to learn this different school, this different skill. So early on, um, I'll never forget one of my early mentors when I transitioned out the mentor, uh, out the military um, and, and shout out uh, to my mentor, uh, Richard, Richard Cox, um, who we, we text from time to time in that point in my career, that season of life for me, his awareness, personal awareness, but hit also him being receptive of where I was in my career, his ability to coach me, give me advice in that season of life was pivotal. And his ability to have humility to say, you know what, I can't be all things for you, but guess what? I know a person. And him opening up opportunities for me to meet other people in the spaces I desire to be in. And so for me, being open to these new relationships and all these other contacts helped me navigate to where I am today. And some of those senior leaders who, and I, I'm so grateful and thankful for them opening up their calendars um, and just time for me to glean, but also go try things, go practice um, these different things so I can continue sharpening my saw. Shout out. Uh, to Steve and Kobe. You'll hear that stuff later uh, when me, me and Japri get back on the podcast. But having that ability, have being open to opportunities helped me reframe. But now it's choosing your experience, right? 
you could say today in the second week of January, I'm good. I'm going to stay where I'm staying. I don't need to do nothing else. I don't need to do nothing else. That could be you. However, what's that costing you? Can you choose a different experience? Or are you going to be bound to the same old, same old? I would say the spaces that need you, need you at your best. Not any old version of yourself. Think about technology. Technology is constantly evolving. We as human beings, we're in constant flux. We're in constant change. And so for you, you should be in constant evaluation so you can evolve into what these spaces need you to be. And so that would insinuate you being conscious, you being clear, and you understanding where you're headed. And so eyes wide open, being gracious with yourselves, and partnering well with other people. Because guess what? If you're doing life alone, you're doing it all wrong. Shout out to my brother, Kenston. All right. Now, again, all of this was a lot. But the biggest points here, figuring out and understanding yourself, capturing your strengths, understanding what they are in this season of life and how they apply to what you want to have done or do. And then have the opportunity to constantly reframe, reassess where you are and where you're headed so that, again, you can continue showing up at your best. All right. So y'all, thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. Um, hopefully you got something out of it. Um, and again, if you or your team want to sit down further and again, strengths going through these team, these things as individuals and teams um, is an amazing exercise. Again, thinking about it, it's the second we could hear. So what better time to calibrate so that, again, we're heading in the right directions together. So if you're your team want support in that area, reach out to me, direct message me uh, so we can have a conversation about where you are and where you're trying to go. Uh, and so I would be delighted and honored uh, just to have those conversations. And also, if you are a organizational leadership coach, speaker, and again, not organizational leadership as a category, but in that space of in practitioner of higher education, leadership, all the rest of those things. I would love to have you on a podcast so we could vibe out. Um, and again, so people could see that it's not, not just about me, but it's about the community of practice, understanding that we're doing these things well. So y'all, it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you for a couple minutes. And look at the previous episodes. We got some amazing speakers over the years um, and just tap in. I can't wait to connect with you. This has been another Hot Takes podcast episode and continue to be humble, open and transparent in every single area of life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe across our eight different podcast locations. Until next time, folks, continue to be humble, open and transparent. Be good to people and actions over ideas always win.